0: Hey everyone, today's episode is brought to you by Munchy Mug. Munchy Mug is the only spill-proof snack cup made with a stretchy fabric lid. You can shake it, throw it, drop it, and it won't spill. Munchy Mug, making life a little less messy. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Don't Make Me Come Back There. We are a funny podcast about family. Mm -hmm. Uh, My name is Dustin Nickerson. I am the host. You are. I'm here with Stephen English. Hey. Comedian. Dog lover, Mm -hmm. Dorothy lover, dog tolerator, Dorothy tolerator, Tolerator. I may have heard you before we started recording this say to your wife, Dorothy, hit him, (laughs) which
1: I was saying it facetiously. Yeah. Facetiously.
0: I had a weird uh, thing today. Um, So we're driving back today um, from Vegas, which we'll talk about in a second and i'm in the middle lane or not in the middle lane, i'm in the far left lane but mm-hmm. it was like kind of traffic yeah and i'm looking at my gps and my eyes are there and kind of going back and forth the road and uh on my on the passenger side where my wife's sitting a motorcycle comes by and literally shoves our rear view mirror in <laughs> and like yells at us yeah tells me to get off my phone yeah which i'm not on my phone i mean i'm looking at my gps right and then I kind of give him one of these uh, hand gestures. Oh, very guests. vulgar! Yeah, that's well, very um, vulgar. Gotta, yeah, no, no, none of that. I did not. <laughs> oh give my it, God. I gave him the Christian finger, which is the thumbs down. And <laughs> no, no, I gotta kind of do the arms out. Yeah, that's my general. You know what are you doing? And he made some like get off your phone type thing. Yeah. And, then, and then he like did a gun motion into our van so he's in front of us and he goes back and he does a little like gun gun. but i was yeah. like okay maybe this isn't like he's like oh i'm gonna shoot you up type thing and i was thinking about it, i was like okay i california motorcycle laws in general
1: are terrible i hate that i hate the lane splitting thing you can it's i don't so know so crazy to me
0: it's insane yeah it is absolute insanity <laughs> like who who is the motorcycle lobby that's like behind that I that law it's so dumb i'm all day just whenever i'm in traffic just fantasizing about opening my door <laughs> Just sending them head over heels. It's nuts. I can't believe that it's legal. Yeah. And so this guy does this, and I'm like, listen, even if I was texting, which I wasn't, right? And I wasn't. I was in my lane. You're in a... <laughs> I was in a lane. <laughs> yeah. I was in the middle of said lane. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, who did the more dangerous thing here? <laughs> <laughs> you touched my vehicle. Yeah. With your hand, and then when you got in front of us. You then looked back, <laughs> not in a mirror, yeah, yeah, not in your 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 rear cam, <laughs> yeah. You physically turned
1: your turned bo- your entire body around. Was wow. he wearing, Was he at least wearing like? I don't get the thing that make that drives me crazy when I see someone on a motorcycle and they have just like a t shirt and like cut off jeans. It's like, come on, man. Like, yeah, I don't care what the weather would be like. If I was forced to ride a motorcycle, I would be in three. I would have three jackets. Yeah.
0: On. <laughs> i'd be wrapped in a pair and a sweatshirt yeah Yeah,
1: i would have all sorts of chaps
0: yeah just a (laughs) wetsuit just full astronaut gear yeah yeah. you know what astronaut gear would be a good
1: look it'd be a sweet look actually yeah
0: i've never gotten the appeal of motorcycles i i don't see it they annoy me dangerous dangerous and i'm not listen like if you do it i'm just i feel to me i feel like motorcycles are just for motorcycle drivers. Like they're just for no. each other. You know how I know that? Is when they drive by each other, they give each other a little wave. Yeah, it's a like Jeep wave. Wrangler. It's like who drive Dream
1: Wranglers? It's like that's an inefficient kind of car. You, got a, you bought a car that's not a whole car, <laughs> but then they just do the little wave. like just hey, a little wave. Wrangler.
0: Which you know what the only equivalent that I do that is when I'm driving on a... Scooter. <laughs> if you see somebody else on a scooter, here a grass, you give them a what's up. Hey, what's up? Hey, hey. Yeah, the, the rest of the city hates us. <laughs> yeah. We're in this I, I together. guess that's my own hypocrisy. I don't know that that's any more or less dangerous. So we have a really fun episode today yeah. uh, with the great uh, uh, Mark Christopher Lawrence. Mark Christopher Lawrence is a comedian mm-hmm. and an actor mm-hmm. an overall uh, positive influence in my life. Mark is, uh, I've known Mark since I started comedy. Uh, you can find Mark on Instagram at Mark Christopher, Christopher, or Christopher, <laughs> Mark Christopher Lawrence. And you can find him on Twitter at Mark C.H.R. Lawrence, uh, Mark Christopher Lawrence. Uh, Mark is, uh, man, just a great guy, really funny guy, um, and just kind of like an, just a grinder show business guy who's yeah. been in so much done yeah. so much work so hard got been on in some of uh fa- movies your favorite movies yeah your favorite commercials yeah guys. definitely terminator 2 come yeah. on yeah forget about
1: garfield it. let's go forget about <laughs> it Taylor two kitties or the yeah. first one
0: <laughs> i think it was i don't know <laughs> uh some funny commercials yeah. and then his biggest role that you, he's most known for uh, is his big mic in chuck mm-hmm. um and he's also a stand-up comedian and uh has a special out on dry bar comedy right now and you can check out all his stuff at his website mark was around in the scene established headliner in town here when i was an open micer. was one of the first guys to bring me out on the road uh we've since worked together on the road quite a bit we had one time recently where the roles were reversed where I had a gig I was headlining and I asked him if he would willing to come open with me And I put him up in the hotel Worst uh, person I've ever shared a room with in history <laughs> You know what, if you're going to snore like that, bring the sleep apnea machine Yeah, yeah Come
1: on <laughs> Pay the extra $25 for the, uh, for the extra pack
0: It's one thing that when somebody's snoring in the room with you It's quite another when you paid for the room <laughs> You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, if you were the guest, you'd be like, well, I got to suck this up. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I'm the guy he brought along. So we have a really fun chat with Mark about uh, his life growing up in, in Compton, mm-hmm. uh, his relationship with uh, his mom, uh, his dad who wasn't around, siblings, just childhood, how he got into acting, all that kind of stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Uh, this what, this be our first episode since Thanksgiving, yeah, released. How was how was your holiday? Was it was good.
1: Good, good, good. Went up to my do? went to my sister in law's house on Thursday. Uh, I would say forty five uh, Vietnamese people there, and then my mom and dad, and we had a great time. Had a really fun time. Uh, then we had second Thanksgiving yesterday at my mom's house because she can't okay. not co- also cook. She was like, "Oh yeah, you know we should go. We should go on Thursday." And then she the minute the minute she left, she was like, "You're coming to my house." On <laughs> <day." And I'm- laughs> And be better. <laughs> yeah, she has to cook. <laughs> it was real competitive yeah. at that point.
0: Yeah, that's great though. But overall positive. fun. Any drama? Uh, yeah,
1: we played flip cup afterwards. Oh, uh, which is a, a family tradition, a Tran family tradition. Mm-hmm. After Thanksgiving, uh, I was one of the captains. Dorothy I was the other team I don't captain. Know, I don't know flip cup. Flip cup is uh, where you line it's a up. Drinking game? It's a drinking game. Oh, you, you line up you bars. <laughs> you line up the cups. You put just a little bit of beer in there. You drink. You put one down, and you have to. On, put it underneath you had to flip it so it lands on the on the on the mouth
0: now this this was invented by the pilgrims? Uh,
1: yes that's <laughs> it's it was funny because uh,
0: I come at you with any amount of judgment after spending my thanksgiving you're in yeah yeah tell me
1: again about the slot machine you played to I to did honor not gamble. our forefathers
0: I did not gamble so did you guys win or yeah
1: well we won and I picked the team and I picked uh I picked just a all-star team yeah and we were just I mean, it got really serious that for a second. It got pretty, it got pretty competitive. You guys
0: do picking of teams and stuff. It's Drafting, not just random. Yeah, You do a every draft. every okay. year
1: a, a new couple is the is the is the. Uh,
0: All right, this is too much.
1: This is the thing, yeah. But anyways, long story, that's gonna get cut. Uh, no, great. it's not. <laughs> Keep that in. Absolutely. <laughs> great. great, great, great Thanksgiving. Uh, competitive drinking games. <laughs> and then second Thanksgiving, four days later
0: yeah again i am in no place of judgment uh i spent my week uh in las vegas nevada because uh i was working brad garrett's comedy club in the basement of mgm mm-hmm. which he, brad himself says in the announcements making fun of it this was my first week uh when brad wasn't there if you guys don't know brad brad is robert from uh everybody loves raymond the brother and a bunch of other uh funny stuff he's on single parents right now i'm i'm, I'm promoting as if he's on this podcast yeah. right now. One day we'll future. Yeah, yeah. He's got that crazy low. He was Eeyore in Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. That's the, in the most recent one. Um, we had a good time out there. Uh, we got back today from the trip. And uh, you know what my least favorite part of the trip is, buddy? What is it? When you get home, mm. you got unpack mm-hmm. and you got a big mess to clean up. Yeah. Driving with three kids. Yeah. But it wasn't so bad today. Why is that? You know why? Why? Because our munchie mug. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Don't make me come back there welcome, as a sponsor. Welcome to our first ad. Munchy mug. Okay, so this is true. Uh, we have a munchie mug in our house. Yeah. And my daughter, when she picks it up, she runs around the house and she goes, munchy mug. <laughs> so I don't know if that's on their website, but it needs to be soon. That's just bonus what yeah. we're throwing in. We're writing your theme song. <laughs> theme song, yeah. Jingles. Okay, so the Munchie Mug is actually a legitimate, amazing product. Uh, it's uh, a spill-proof snack cup, but it's like, uh, I, don't, I don't know how much you know. This is my world, but no. most of those things have like, hard these plastic. hard, jagged plastic edges. This one is like soft, stretchy fabric. Uh, So it doesn't hurt kids' hands. It's made in America. Uh, You're not going to spill it. We tried very hard. I both intentionally tried very hard to break (laughs) it uh, and spill it and my daughter unintentionally. It is top rack dishwasher safe. Uh, It's a good sensory experience for the kids. It's large enough to fully open their hands in there. BPA free. Comes in 10 different colors and two different sizes, 12 ounce and six ounce. And two good things on listening to this podcast. You get free shipping every day. And if you go to Munchie. Mug.com and type in a promo code don't make me you're gonna get 25 off mm. so already getting free shipping there you go and go to munchymug.com and type in don't make me to get a 25 off your order
1: that's m-u-n-c-h-i-e-m-u-g.com
0: and when you get home from vegas on your road trip you're gonna get have caught. to clean up a lot less <laughs> and now you don't have to spend as much money on a vacuum yep I mean, Munchie Mug is it's you can you're gonna be able to buy a house because of Munchie Mug. You're gonna be able to save so much. You know what? One of your kids, honestly, this is your kid's college savings.
1: You're gonna retire to Boca <laughs> next month.
0: Vegas is funny because like Vegas doesn't change, and people judge us a lot for going to Vegas. You know, some of my more uh, conservative friends. Yeah, and I've told you this before, but I'm I have friends in my life who both think I am the most religious freak that they know. Yes, like me. And then I and then I have uh um other religious friend friends in my life who think I'm not saved. You <laughs> no. <laughs> So I'm right in the middle. You're right there. That's good. So with the people this, who think I'm I'm not saved, uh or have, you know, or that uh God has turned his heart against me is uh <laughs> they see a week in Vegas yeah over Thanksgiving, you know yeah. and just all kinds of judgment. But uh there's there's plenty of fun things to do with the kids in vegas oh, and yeah. we had a good time and, and this was the pitch this was the conversation with my wife i go hey um the comedy club offered me a week over thanksgiving do you want to go and she said are you are you asking me if i want to get a comp hotel <laughs> in a city where there's a lot to do yeah for a week yeah and not have to cook thanksgiving dinner right we're in you know <laughs> how much do we pay them yeah those shows were fun and I'm always thankful uh, to, to, to to be able to go out there and we I don't know. We you know, the 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 vegas thing though is the walking. Sure. Guess how much you averaged a day walking?
1: Six point eight.
0: Five miles.
1: Oh well okay. I would have done six point eight.
0: Well you would have had more I calories get... to work off it's because also... <laughs> of your your aggressive drinking games. Also because
1: I get lost very easily.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm always lost. So You're I think just it circling does. the line yeah. in front of MGM. <laughs> just climbing Our it. MGM. How did he end up on top of the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> all right, folks. Enjoy this episode with Mark Christopher Lawrence. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah. If you have not already, please rate and like and subscribe and yeah. leave comments and all those things. And uh, shoot us emails at don'tmakemecomebackthere at gmail.com. With people that you would like to have on the episodes or, you know, within reason. Yeah. People yeah. are like, hey, you should...
1: Uh, What's you should Gaffigan
0: on, doing? Yeah, you should get on George Clooney. <laughs> hey, George Clooney, because he has a... You should talk to Angelina Jolie yeah. about adoption. Yeah. You know what? Give us a minute. <laughs> give us a minute. <laughs> we'll interview some people that have been in the room with Angelina Jolie and then right. we'll make our way up. <laughs> Somebody mentioned Brian Regan and I'm like, I can get Dennis dennis is my friend i'm friends with the brother so yeah. look for an upcoming episode with dennis Regan. dennis Regan. all right we love you guys thank you so much see you guys thanks for walking
2: from your house did you walk no i i i leaned into some old man stuff this past couple of weeks
0: i'm sorry you gotta expand on that idea
2: so um you leaned into some old man trash stuff. at a friend's house and I was stepping down from their den to their garage, mm-hmm. and in my head it was a step from the den threshold to the garage floor. But apparently somebody put a step in between <laughs> because they couldn't they c- couldn't raise their foot a foot and a half. <laughs> and I hit that step and rolled my ankle and Ooh. ended up on the on the concrete floor. What time of day is this? Middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Middle of the day. Uh, Pinched my sciatic nerve. Oh, goodness. And apparently, there's some nerve damage in my ankle. So, my foot, I now have a drop foot. Which is actually a thing. What's a drop foot? Uh, when I walk, my foot does whatever it wants to do. It's like it, I'm walking straight and it goes off to the side. It just has a mind of its own. Like, hey, is somebody following us? <laughs> Yo, we need to turn right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, we going this way. But I thought somebody was following us. <laughs> so it's been that. Oh, man.
0: That is some old man I've stuff. You got to watch just... out for them curbs. I
2: was so glad I didn't break my hip because, you know, because yeah. my closest friends are very brutal. Oh, they'll F- just be mean. I would have had walkers sent to me all the pins the whole night.
0: Yeah, that's that's. It's a Do you feel like that's a difference between a guys and girls too? Like, I don't think girls would do that. No. Guys, girls, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry.
2: Let me help you, Susie.
0: They'd start a Kickstarter. No, no. <laughs> they'd send you nice things. <laughs> they'd be, they'd set a meal plan. Everybody, we need to cook them meals. Like they think they had a baby or something. Right. Guys like
2: your old hip. <laughs> I would have, I would have got like, like one of those, one of those things that you put over the toilet for old people. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been one of those. Yeah, just all kinds of old people stuff. I would have got. So I'm just so glad. True. I'm just grateful. I didn't bust my hip. Guy friends never
0: our our relationships never really evolve from grade school. Yeah, they're always whatever they were like in grade school. Even if you make a new friend after grade school, it's mm-hmm. still like, hey, we'll go to class together. Maybe we'll go to work together. We'll have a professional relationship. But then we'll clown and hate and make fun of any time we can. Mm-hmm. Any time mm-hmm. we can. And if somebody, like, invites it, then it's just... And I don't... I don't know. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. But me, I grew up making fun of my friends. Right. That's how I made friends was, you know, we could, uh, we could laugh
2: together and... It was almost like a compliment to get made fun of. Right. Well, we always tell people look, if you got thin skin, you don't want to be in because <laughs> this is going to be painful. Right. <laughs> for well, you.
0: I always tell people, you know, I've, I've shared a lot on this podcast about where I'm from. And I, you know, and let people know I grew up in a pretty rough neighborhood. But I feel like we have a guest today that will raise me. <laughs> <laughs> raise the bar it on the, the bar. roughness. Like, hey, I grew up in South Seattle by the airport, Fedora it away, It's kind of rough. And then this guy rolls in straight out of. Compton, straight out of Compton, straight before out of Compton. before it was a
2: thing. Well, here's the thing: was that when we moved to Compton, we were the second Black family on our street. So, what we, year was this? 1969. 1969. You moved to Compton. How old are you at the time? Uh, I don't know, man. Don't make me do math. Okay,
0: <laughs> but you're in grade school. I was,
2: I was probably kindergarten. Okay, this is you and your mom. 1970. I was, me, my mom, my sister, my brother.
0: Okay, where's dad?
2: At, at one of his other three families. Yeah.
0: Were you number? Were you so? You guys were the third of three. Uh, you were the newest family.
2: No, I think we were. I think we were two. Oh,
0: okay. We were two. So he bounced around. Well, he was he ever involved? Papa was a Rolling Stone. Yeah.
2: And, uh, well, you know, he he would come around and and but 1974. My mother was like, you know what? Go do you. I got this.
0: Isn't that crazy that you get to a point where like you're not helping? Just yeah. stop. If anything, you're hurting.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well I mean I we, we he would he would call and say hey pop he gonna be pop he says, as soon as, as soon as the the weather clears up we're gonna do some fishing and it got to be a joke to me it's just it just got to be funny because it's like I remember being in high school my friend Cedric was there he lived in la the weather was always clear <laughs> and I said Cedric, I said watch he say as soon as, as soon as the weather clears up it's 80 it's 82 <laughs> oh, out man as soon as the weather clears up we're gonna do some fishing oh, and Cedric man. just Fell out laughing, <laughs> and your grade
0: school friends will do that. Be like, man, yeah. your dad sucks. Like, yeah. dang, man. Yeah, <laughs> I had to
2: come back with, "You don't have a daddy." Yeah, <laughs> your daddy
0: is your uncle. <laughs> so, your kindergarten, you guys moved to Compton. You're the second black family. Is mom? How's your mom? Is your mom doing okay financially? Or you? Well, guys- she's
2: working at at, at uh, McDonald Douglas. So, I mean, we we're doing like, uh, I think she was making like a dollar seventy five an hour. As an electrician at McDonald Douglas. Okay, so she's S- so struggling. Yeah, you know, but 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 putting food on the table, keeping clothes roof over her head, clothes on her back, you know, the, the, yeah. the necessities. Yeah, you don't. Do you feel poor, like are do you? Guys... No, I mean, kid, you, you don't know you're poor. You know, we eat we ate good every day. Yeah, My mother yeah. was fantastic. Is a fantastic cook. Yeah, so so no, didn't feel poor. I think I, it wasn't until high school where I realized, you know, oh. We can't afford Nikes. Yeah,
0: the name brand thing will start getting you. Yeah,
2: and then and then I got a job.
0: <laughs> I'll buy my own Nikes. Yeah, thank you, Mom. So, does so you watch the the neighborhood just gradually change?
2: Yeah, I, you know the way I describe it is like you know being like a frog in a pot of water on a stove, and you turn the heat up, and it gets hotter, but you don't move because that's just The way things are around here, Hmm. so I was in the environment as it shifted. But but you have to you have to realize that when we moved there, there was a lot of negativity because we were black in this white neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And then by 1974, all the white families had moved out. Full white flight. Yeah, full white flight.
0: But the ones stuck around. Yeah, and, and was it because they were
2: poor or no, they weren't racist? No, he had the best. Of what weren't, weren't racist? <laughs> yeah, that's in good. Fact, in fact, he said to me, uh, his wife passed, and then he said to me, he was going to stay there until I graduated high school. He says, and then uh, he's you specifically? Yeah, that's what he said. We were having a conversation. I used to talk to him all the time, and because I, I I would I would cut across his grass to catch the bus when I was late, and sometimes I'd hide at his bush. It's that or if The school? bus was already there. <laughs> so. Well, I'd, I'd make it to school, but I'd have to walk, and I'd just be late.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, let's see. If you moved there, you said in 1969, Nine. and so you're there all through the 70s and most mm-hmm. of the 80s. Most of the 80s. What's it, how bad is it when you are leaving? Is it, is it dangerous at school? Is that, I mean, because you hear the things and the, you know.
2: Well, you know, like, like by the time I got to high school, um, you know, Bloods and Crips were full force. Um. Yeah, you know, I lived in a red neighborhood, went to school. It was predominantly a blue neighborhood. Okay. And um, so there was some activity on campus, you know, occasionally. But I, I had other stuff to do. You know, I got involved in speech and debate and had no free time for that. Mm. You just kept busy. Yeah,
0: got busy. Did, and So did it, you feel like that it ever affected you as far as getting bullied or
2: you got to join a gang, you got to pick a side, you ever getting roughed up? no. No, there was no pick a side. I mean, I was a I was student athlete, uh, you know, I was... I was uh, football, right? Yeah, football and wrestling. Yeah. And, um... This is a side note, and this is as much
0: for producer Steven and any of our listeners. Mark and I have known each other six years? Is that what it is? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was right around when I started comedy. Years. And so we've done some stuff, and I've, I knew Mark from a couple things. It was maybe a year ago that I realized Mark is in my favorite all-time commercial, it was a Snickers commercial. Who the chefs. <laughs> the, the, what? Remember the, say, yeah. uh, the Kansas City chefs?
2: <laughs> I almost didn't get in it.
0: What? So I, let I, me let me tell the commercial right. that I want here. So it's there's a classic Snickers commercial. Right. What year is that? Early two thousands. Yeah, I don't know. Then,
2: no, no, it must have been. It before two thousand because because by two thousand I had fallen off of the commercial wagon.
0: Oh, so you get a nice. So it little... was a strike in two
2: thousand. Okay, and I never really got back on back into commercials. Oh man. I was the commercial king before. Yeah,
0: yeah. This particular one was for Snickers and it was during their hung or not going anywhere for a while. Yeah. Right. You know? And so the guy they're showing him painting the end zone in meticulous detail. You can look this up on YouTube and then it pans out and it says, you know, Kansas City chefs (laughs) instead of Chiefs. Great idea. And the one guy comes up and says it's wrong. And then the second half is that I don't know what they call it in
2: commercials, but the last part of the the commercial, the tag. What's your line again? Um, I don't know. I, I said a bunch of different things. Yeah, they, I, and they played a bunch of different things. I think ones. it's one It's just like, hey, you know. You, you should try my. Because I was coming up. You should try my gumbo. <laughs> yeah, you should try my, Yeah, I just, I just did like a, a, a list of them. Because what happened was we were losing the light. Oh, and I had worked yeah. with these two directors before and they loved me. So yeah. so they put me in the spot. And, and then um, they would give the guy direction, the old guy. And he would do something totally opposite. Like, they tell him, throw your hands up in the air. And he'd flop down on the ground. So the camera is getting ready to pan up to catch him with his hands in the air. And he falls out of frame. <laughs> <laughs> and so they were so frustrated. They'd lose the light. they go, Mark. What um, is
0: this guy, Is a bad actor? What happened here?
2: I don't know. I don't know. He had a great audition. Yeah. But just couldn't follow directions. Yeah. And I, and, and they I feel like me,
0: that's, I, I mean, I don't do any anchor, but I feel that's like 90% of what.
2: You're just—they tell you to do something, do it exactly. Right? Especially commercials because they're looking for something specific. Yeah. You know. Um, in fact, when, when I when I the, the rare chance get into a commercial audition, first thing I do is I give them a take the way I like it, mm-hmm. and then and then when I go to the callback and I get a note from the director, I do it exactly the way he asked me for. It okay. Until they ask me to do something. Right. Perfect. Right. So they've
0: seen you do it the way you like, but now I mean, he's the director. He's on the hook.
2: Yeah. Well, he's, he, and he's got notes directly from the client. Right, about what they want. About what they want. And they're paying for
0: this puppy. Exactly. So, so yeah, that's a great commercial. And I remember I saw that because I, I didn't know you were in it. And mm. I looked it up, and I was like, I don't know if I can find that old commercial. And I saw you in the end in your pads and... And it was the first, and I was like, Baby Face. Oh, yeah. Mark could, Mark played football. Like, I, I remember looking at it, I was like, Yeah, A, you're in the commercial. B, I can see it. Yeah. I could see, you know, I could see old jock MCL, no problem. Mm-hmm. Not that you look bad now. No, but I, I could see. I could probably play if it wasn't for this drop foot. <laughs> 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 that drop foot, you'd be making zigs and zags that nobody could predict. Talking about myself included. Yeah. <laughs> so you said you almost didn't get that commercial, though.
2: Well, no, I I almost didn't get in it because we're losing the light. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. And so
2: they come up to me. They go, hey, if you just walk up to him and kick him square in the behind, we give you a $1,500 stunt bump. (laughs) I said, don't ask me for things that you really don't want. (laughs) (laughs) And then they said, okay, uh, what we want you to do is we want you to go up and rattle off a bunch of things that you that he should try right you know say one that's fun give it a beat say another one give it a beat i did like 30 things that's great and that was my take yeah and then we were out because we lost a life oh man but you so got i'm it. lucky to be in it and, and and after it was off the air for over a year i get a call hey they want to put that thing back on overseas in ireland or somewhere yeah flat buyout bunch of money so it's a nice paycheck for and you. yeah and they were like, do, do, do Are you okay with that? I was like, uh, yeah. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what
0: we call a dumb question, right? So you, so you being a student athlete, you felt like kind of helped, kind of stay away and from the riffraff.
2: Yeah, I I mean, every once in a while, you know, you have a run-in with somebody. Yeah, I I remember, I remember two occasions. There was one, one. (laughs) Don't do this. Don't try this at home, kids. (laughs) Um, So. I would have very little money, and go to school. And in the morning, I'd shoot dice in the hallway, because the gangsters would be out there shooting dice. Right. And I'd win myself ten or twenty dollars for lunch. Yeah. And so this one morning, I'm shooting dice. I'm about thirty, forty dollars in the pot right now. And so I'm I'm cleaning up a little bit. And this guy walks through, stoops down, and grabs the money. And so I slam him against the lockers, mm-hmm. and we go at it. And I'm holding him by his ears, slamming his head against by the his lockers. Ears. And one of his ears begins to come off in my hand. Hey. Whoa. And, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, it only takes 15 pounds of pressure to pull the ear off. Um, Noted. Hey, if there's any takeaway from today's episode, get those hands strong so you can rip off an ear. 15 pounds of pressure. That's all it. 15 pounds takes. of pressure. That's it. So, my fifth period class, which, which is my speech class. Yeah. He comes to the door with this big giant gauze. It's like it's like the size of a softball. And he goes, Do you walk home? I said, No. Nah. He goes, We'll walk home today. Go out the back gate. I was like, Alright. So I walk out toward the back gate, and there's a crowd, like half the school is following. Uh, oh, of course. And, you know, my, my neighborhood guys are all there.
0: Oh, yeah. When when word gets out about a right. fight, the whole school.
2: And so he's standing there in the middle of this this dirt path that people have sort of cut in through the grass because there's a hole in the fence that we go through to get out. So he's standing there. I walk up. Don't even say a word. You're pop! Right in the face. Drop him. And all the guys in my neighborhood just started stomping him. I just kept walking. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I like that you didn't Because I, I remember in fights A lot of time that pre-fight hype Yeah Just went on too long Yeah, way too long A lot of yelling A lot of shoving no, no, You just walked out no. One punch, we're out
2: There was a kid in my neighborhood Robin Alexander Who, who uh, you know He would say Knock this off my shoulder And while you were thinking about it He'd punch you <laughs> Yeah and so, because of that, it trained me to just get that first punch. Yeah. <laughs>
0: just get in, boom, get yeah. out. Yeah. So, you played football all throughout high school.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, did you play in college? Uh, I played at, well, <laughs> well, my first semester of college, I came to San Diego State. Yeah. Way too small. I was center in high school. Uh-huh. And way too small to play it okay. here. Um, and so, I was on the on the blue chip squad. Isn't and, that funny
0: how that happens? Just one level up. Yeah. In
2: high school, they look at you and are like, Nah, man, you're yeah. a running back. <laughs> and and that's what it ended up being. Yeah. I, I got here and I ended up being a running back and go. broke my ribs and um, went back home, went to Cerritos College, played linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, did three semesters there. We won a ch- the Pony Bowl Championship that year. Oh, that's cool. And then I got a debate scholarship to USC and left Cerritos after three semesters.
0: I definitely want to hear about that debate stuff because it's not, when you think about You know, kids coming up in Compton, you're like, nah, Bloods, Crips, nah, debate, (laughs) forensic speaking. Mm. Real quick before we get there, though, I'm always interested on former football players' take on kind of the state of the whole concussion and you know all that stuff. Because like, so my boy's 11, right? You know, you know, Joel really wants to play, and I'm like, he plays flag. Yeah. You know, and you just, you, you see the stats, you hear the things, you know, guys, you even hear, you hear so many ex players saying like, they got to minimize hits, don't let them play or don't let them play till late, you know, and then the other side is saying, you know, they're, it's happening because their form is all wrong. You, what, what are your thoughts? It's like, if you had a boy who wanted to play or would you let a kid play, you think they should or I,
2: what are your thoughts on the whole matter? I think you should let kid be a kid. Hmm. Let a kid have fun. Um, if he wants to play ball, let him play ball. Um, and 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 learn something about the game and about form and all that because that that's what it, it's all about. Like the first year that I played was the was the year our school had their first L helmets with the air packs in them. Um, that was the first year they got them. So that the was that was the first year they got them. Before that, it padding was the suspension. Before. The suspension helmet yep. it looks like the inside of a of a construction helmet my brother played with that helmet (laughs) honestly
0: just play without helmets at
2: that point yeah Yeah, might as well have that leather thing yes you know it was probably safer um i i I say just you you know just just get involved with with you know your kid playing and make sure he's he's doing the right form make sure he's Mm -hmm. got his head up make sure he's not you know hitting with the crown of his head and not taking those hits yeah
0: yeah, that makes sense. And I go back and forth because, you know, it it, it seems, you know, you play the stats Because you games. do
2: all that, and then one day he gets on a skateboard without his helmet right. and he cracks his head.
0: That was me, yeah. Yeah, I busted my head open. Not skateboarding, rollerblading. You know. Let the record show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let a kid yeah. be a kid. Yeah, I like that. And, uh, and and it's 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 one of those things because, yeah, you, it's such a freak accident thing sometimes. Yeah, well, like, there,
2: was, there was a kid that went to my church. Um, high school football game one night on the way back to the huddle, he tripped over somebody's foot. Middle of the field, nobody else around, just him and that one guy. Trips over the foot, falls on his neck, breaks his neck, paraplegic. Jeez.
0: Yeah, I hear you.
2: I mean, the real
0: what? I mean, I, I, obviously the odds aren't the same, but you never know. You you could have had yeah. a, you could have had a tough uh, match. Uh, you could have tripped on the stage going to your debate.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> lights out i i did i did that would have been i did have one one humorous inter uh round in my high school what is that you say um it was humorous interpretation of literature okay this is Um, in debate i'm doing i'm doing this funny speech yes and um, oh this poor soul high school are dying you're are cracking (laughs) I
0: i got on a suit you're going against somebody or if this, uh, if this? There's like
2: six or eight people in a round. Yeah, no, and somebody has to go on after you. Come and, on, and it's and it's it's finals, and people are dying. And after it was over, my my then girlfriend said to me, "Your zipper was down the whole time." <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, "Man, I thought this speech was killing." That's the man, and, and I still won. <laughs> It was all part
0: of it. That's what's made it funny. (laughs) Isn't that crazy when something like that gets in your head on stage, too? Right. This last last week, I'm on the show, Big Show. Uh, It's like 2,500. Big show. Mm. Big old screens on us. Yeah. You know, the IMAGs, high def, the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm noticing early, I got the itchy nose, you know, and I was like, all right, I don't, that's kind of annoying, but. Right. I kind of do that as a mannerism on stage anyways ever since you told me to stop looking at my feet uh i'm uh you know i'll i'll kind of hit the i'm not picking it or anything but right. then i just kind of keep doing it and i was like there's something wait till you get hairs there. in there yeah. <laughs> I, wait till I'm, you
2: get those gray hairs that 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 one day you, sh- you shave it out and then tomorrow it's an inch long <laughs> <laughs> I, and you can see it oh, while you're on stage oh
0: That's a hard pass for me. Thank you. No, so I'm now worried the whole time that I have a booger showing. Ah. And and I'm just, I'm doing this. And I, at one point, go to take i I'm like, I got to do something extreme just to make sure. So I take a drink of water.
2: Get water all up in there? Uh,
0: I take a drink of water and get my, kind of my lips wet. And then put the mic down during one of the laughs. And I just, (laughs) I do like a full elbow to hand, like just. Just like a rampage, like right. just make sure there's, 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 if there's anything if there's there. A bird in the sky yeah. is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, took a machine gun to it. <laughs> if there's anything there, it is there no more. So <laughs> that's. Well, I was talking to somebody about this this week, and they go like, so like, how do you like uh, think of, you know know what next joke is coming? I was like, sometimes I'm thinking about it, but sometimes I'm thinking about.
2: Something else altogether. All together. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's like when you get to a point in your act where, where you don't really have to think about the jokes, and that's when new stuff comes out, and that's when you're like drifting off thinking about something else. And, yeah. And, and 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 that can be a, a blessing and a curse, in that you might be thinking about something else, and then. You forget where you're going. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And it can
0: get more rigid, too. It can be one or the other. You can get real rigid in it or Mm -hmm. you can kind of get loose. So so you're doing – when in high school, is it – what's really the passion? Is it sports or is it debate? Because, I mean, looking at your trajectory debate to acting, the whole thing, was that –
2: was it both? It Did was you...
0: sports. I, yeah,
2: you know, I, I thought I was going to go play football somewhere, and I got to San Diego State and realized um, I'm I'm not big. <laughs> I'm too small. I'm, I'm I'm tiny in the scheme of things. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, when I was at Cerritos College, I um, played football, and I was on the on the debate team, and I won the national championship. Um, I was the most outstanding speaker in the nation that year. And the national
0: championship. Yeah.
2: That's insane. And so USC had. Their team coaching there, uh, so I had a coach from USC in every round, judging me in every round of every event, and the head of the the department was one of my judges in my final round of speech to entertain. Okay. And he comes up to me after the award ceremony and hands me his card. He says, "Hey, I want to, I want you to come to USC." And I said, uh, uh, "I can't afford to go to USC." And he said, "Did I ask you for any money?" Yeah.
0: <laughs> What a great feeling!
2: Yeah. Oh man, is that an emotional moment for you? It it it, it What right right now or then? Then, uh, then it was just like oh wow, it, it, because things started. To me, I could see things coming into place because I didn't want to go to my high school that I went to. I wanted to go to to Southgate High School because they had a better football team. Ah uh, yeah. And my mother didn't want to jump through the hoops to get me in there. She didn't mm. want to like find somebody and use their address and all that. And I ended up at. Dominguez High School in Compton, and Mrs. Schilling was my English teacher who got me in, involved in speech and debate and acting. Did she
0: just recognized something and said, you got to do
2: this. Well, it was, it was uh, I had a, a drafting class that I ended up dropping because me and the teacher didn't get along. Drafting and, class? Yeah. What's draft? Drafting for like architecture and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And so um, she says, you can take my fifth period class. And I get in there, it's a speech class. She says you can't pass the class unless you go to tournaments, and I loved it.
0: <laughs> and
2: then she got me into a play, you know. And then it was it was like that was the beginning of it.
0: So when you're doing all this, how <clears throat> involved and how excited, and what are mom's thoughts on it? Because it's you said it's your mom and two sisters or one sister, a s- sister and a brother, sister oh, brother. and a brother, younger.
2: I'm I'm the baby. You're the baby, my sister's right? In the middle. So the two older are they? Mm-hmm. How how close? in age uh my sister's eighteen months older my brother was six years
0: okay so a little more distance from the brother but mm-hmm. sister's there she's right yeah. there with you. you're in high school yeah. together his mom supportive she engaged she excited and she's or is she just like kind of like my dad was
2: she gr- was grinding
0: my yeah was that's grinding. exactly my dad same thing you single know, parent
2: and, and you know like it, it's like she didn't she didn't uh she was so busy trying to keep food on the table and stuff and she was tired and mm. uh but when I started like winning tournaments and you know being in the paper and stuff like that then it was like oh oh is that what you're doing yeah <laughs> you know and then it takes getting in the paper it became a thing oh okay so he's doing something else and and like even now it's like she'll call me she goes hey are you on uh are you on this show where you're like a cop or i said yeah i did an episode of the show And she goes um because oh, so and so called and they said you. I said I don't know what he's doing. He's you know he's he's an actor. That's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> is she still grinding or she what is she she's doing? She's retired. Okay, where's she she's at? She's retired. She, she's in the house I grew up in. She won't leave. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yo, I'm still in Compton. It's like
2: she's all my friends are here. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's
0: there. <laughs> it's just you, Mama. It's just you. And she
2: actually said to me yesterday that that she's thinking about uh, moving. Okay. She's thinking about maybe moving somewhere How old I'll is she? Somewhere. 79 years old. 79 years
0: old. Mm-hmm. Would you want her to come down here, or do you like I'd love d- it if she was down here. Yeah. I'd you're be, still close I'd be to her? I'd be fatter. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's such a good cook. Oh, man. Do you feel like you're
2: closer to your mom now because she's more available as far as time goes? You know, it's funny because when she first retired, it was hard to catch her. Because she, when she left Douglas, she started working for a doctor. She worked for a doctor for 26 years. Okay. And um, at least I could call her and catch her at work. Mm. And then when she first retired, those first few years, it was hard to catch her. Man, it's like I was like, at least when you were at work, I could catch you at work. It's like, where are you? <laughs> and she and she would go. She'd call me, leave a message. I I I I, uh, I have my cell phone. Call me back. And then she turn it off and put it in her purse. <laughs>
0: I remember saying that to my dad when he first retired too. I was like, "Why do you have a cell phone? Right. What do you? What's the point of this? You never answer it when right. I call. Right. Not, one on. not, not one on. time. It's not one time. not all. He was like a he was like a teenager before he had him. Like I would call
2: him and then he would text me back. I was like, "Just answer the phone. Yeah, she she don't text. She, oh, she no, she did not text. She never got to that. There's no text, and she's like, I don't know how to do all that again. Oh. <laughs> I,
0: I think the main reason my dad moved in with us. Is so he could have me around for tech support. Oh, hilarious! <laughs> I think he sensed that it re- tech had reached a descent. He's like, okay, I'm, yeah, you know, I can't. Those Bluetooth speakers look great, but I can't figure that out. <laughs> I'm gonna move in with my son and his family, <laughs> and now now Joel can just be the tech support because he's 11 and he's surpassed oh, wow. me. Wow, which is a gift. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's an unbelievable gift. Joel, go do that. Joel, hey, figure that out. Joel, hey, go make sure that's on DVR. Joel, oh, what wow. a gift. So okay, let's catch up on the story. So you, USC, you're on the, you get the scholarship, which is, mm-hmm. is that? I mean, that's like a dream story. You hear this kid raised by single mom, blue collar, hustling, gets a, a not just a scholarship to anywhere, but to USC, mm-hmm. no less. It would like, it sounds like it wasn't even in your mind that USC no, was no, that wasn't
2: even. It's, it's like I, I was thinking I, I'd leave you know cerritos college and and go to new mexico state or somewhere you know what i mean just like i wasn't thinking usc yeah and um even though i had great grades i just i knew i couldn't afford it yeah everybody has great grades at usc right (laughs) or they're really good at
0: something or they have really rich parents yeah 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 yeah, true that so uh, tell me about
2: those years this Uh, is when you're really were you acting in high school too I did one play in high school. Okay. I did, uh, I played uh, the learned professor in Bus Stop. Okay. And we took the play, we, we, we didn't even have a, a theater, we had a double classroom that we used as a theater. hmm And we took the play to the Literary Olympiad, uh, Compton Unified School District, all the district, all the schools in the district participated. And I was best actor in Compton Unified School District. Beautiful. And so that was it just first, took right just away. Winning
1: championships left and right. <laughs> well, <you> know, <laughs> That's a...
2: Gangsta son, <laughs>
1: theater and debate. Gangsta theater, <laughs> son. <laughs> <laughs> Hootie
0: hoo, oh for the music. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they should do a sequel to Straight Outta Compton, but it's like straight from Compton, yeah. like that. It's like grammatically correct, grammatically correct, right. uh, <laughs> right. I, I, grammatically correct. The Compton,
1: th- comma, from whence, I came. Yeah. From whence <laughs> I came. from whence I came. From whence I came.
0: And it's the MCL story. Like, oh, hey well, man, we were in the same neighborhood at the same time. We were just doing different things. Somebody's writing
2: that right now, by the way. What's that? The this- MCL story. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. Uh, it's it's. Uh, see, I don't I don't find my life that interesting. Yeah. I, well, and and
0: I think. Do you think that's because kind of like I said though, like when you live it, you just that's all you
2: know. Yeah, and it, it's just not fascinating to me. Yeah. you know, I, Well, it's
0: fascinating to every other human alive.
2: You know, I, I don't know. It's like I look at it and I go, oh, everybody in my neighborhood lived the same mm-hmm. thing except for, you know, we, we went different paths. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: I feel the same thing, too, because people will hear my story, which was different but had its own troubles and hardships. Yeah. And people go, oh, my gosh, that's so hard. I don't know how he went through that. And I go, I don't know, it's just... You got up and you went to school. Yeah, okay, you, you you ate and you found the freak. you did your thing. Right, it's it's one step, one day at a time. You know, and and when you reflect on it, I think that sometimes suffering and hardship is much harder as an adult because you comprehend everything that's happening. You mm-hmm. understand betrayal. Okay. You, understand you understand hurt. Exactly. You understand unfairness and injustice and those type of things. But as a kid, you're just like and i got to get those nike's <laughs> <laughs> and, and some nylaters
2: <laughs> nike's and now and later's is the life of a child um also you know when you when you're growing up you know you you don't mom and dad or mom or dad are going to take care of it mm. you know as an adult it's like how am i going to take care of it yeah you know, and, but but when I look back, it's like the difference between being a
0: renter and an owner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. when you rent renting something yeah. breaks, you're like, "Yeah, landlord's got up. that." Call the guy. Owner, Ooh. you're like, "Now that's my toilet. Yeah, I guy. own that toilet."
2: Yeah, when I look back, it's like I look at I look at you know all these things where I was trying to do something. Like I was I was trying to go to that other high school, and then I ended up where I went, and because of that, Mrs. Sh- I met Mrs. Schilling, who got me involved in speech and debate, and. Ended up at USC and and ended up acting. And and every time I try to do something else, it's like that door closes. And then here's another acting gig. And so I've been acting for 32 years now. Yeah. You
0: know. It's crazy.
2: And and it's like, and I look at it and I go, and, and I, I don't have a spectacular career to me. But then when you look at all the stuff I've done, it's like, I've done a lot of stuff. You know, I, I can retire next year. I bet you're not going to. I may take my pension early. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you're still going to tell jokes is what I mean. Uh, Oh, well, I mean, even as an actor, I mean, you, you, you can, even if you take your pension early, you can still act yeah you just don't get a check that week
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh i wanted to think about that so you because stand up you're acting and you're doing stand stand up comes after acting right
2: yeah acting is 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 my career stand up was kind of was kind of like the way i always looked at it It was like my day job yeah i love that tell me about
0: the audition for mitzi again at the comedy store in la (laughs) so this is mitzi used to be so for those who don't know mitzi was the founder and longtime runner of the comedy store in la and then they started the one down here in san diego and la jolla and you know, for years, she was pretty hands-on with the talent. Very. You know, uh, she famously told Mark Maron to wear a scarf. <laughs> you should but what did she? So yeah. you auditioned
2: in front of her. So she had this. She had this. She had this assistant who saw me do a set in the original room, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Oh man, minty has got to see you." What year is this? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Pro- probably uh, ninety. Okay. Eighty nine. Yeah. Somewhere in there, and. uh so he sets up date and time. I go. Um, Robin Williams comes in and does a set and just destroys the room like three people ahead of me. And then the next two guys are just filthy, just F-bombs. And Mitzi is sitting there but, between the next two guys between before me. And she at one point gets up and walks out. And I was like, oh, she's not oh, even going to watch no, me.
0: No, she's not even going to be in here.
2: So I, So I get called on stage. She's not there. I do my set and apparently at some point she comes back in. I destroy. I get a standing out. I go upstairs. On a showcase. You uh, get a standing out on a showcase. I go upstairs to the belly room. Mm hmm. Do another set. Same thing. <laughs> he goes, Call me tomorrow. I call him up he says, Yeah, Mitzi, um she saw both your sets. She she saw the standing out. She said, You were great. He said, She said, um, you reminder of Sinbad. Maybe you should get a puppet or something. (laughs) (laughs) I stopped going to the comedy store. I was like, I'm not not going back over there. I don't want to (laughs) go. I don't want a puppet. (laughs) This is the most
0: arbitrary feedback ever. Maybe 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 you should get a puppet. puppet puppet. Mm -hmm. Reminds me of Sinbad. Our guy George here. (laughs) At the Comedy Palace, he's the only Booker that I've really seen kind of give advice or one thing. And oh, you know, I have a funny story with George. Ooh, uh, I uh, <laughs> so I do a, a, a joke about dog owners. You know, and the consistency golden It's about golden oh, yeah, yes. I met at your show and. And it, it's, a, I'm not going to do the whole bit, but right. the idea is that, you know, someone who thinks dogs are more important than kids and it ends, you know, saying your dog is going to die way before my kids. It gets a little mean and dark at the end, but it usually does well. Mm-hmm. George comes up to me afterwards. You can't tell that joke. The people hated that joke. They, they love the joke. The people, they hated that joke. You can't tell that it. It's too mean with the dog. You know, he's, you know George isn't yes. sp- speaking complete sentences. Yes. It's You can't, know with the dog, no. <laughs> I'm there a week later. I close with that. And he comes up and he hugs me. The dog joke, it's the best joke you've ever told. <laughs> it, it, it's so funny. It's just like, honestly, Booker, if we're getting laughs, just, just, let us. just let us get laughs. Let us speak in the currency of laughs. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious. So you've had this career. You've worked. And in many ways, you've kind of been like a version of your mom. And you've, you've grinded and you've worked and you've been doing stand-up and you've traveled and you've worked the road and you do all this thing. But like a show business of that, obviously making more money than your mom was do you because personally being raised mostly by a single parent but like how do you how are things with mom now how do you reflect kind of like on that relationship as the family unit growing up now? and your relationships with well, your
2: siblings too well back then it's like well my brother passed in, in 2005 okay he was working in a car in a car the uh, Jack slipped and suffocated him Oh my gosh, that's awful it, it was terrible And and even now, it's like my mom, holidays and birthdays, you know, it's, it's it's bad Yeah And so, um That was the
0: oldest son, the first boy Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah And my mom, you know, like I said before, it's like, you know, she took care of everything So now that she's older, she's 79, it's like all of a sudden she doesn't know how to do stuff Hmm you know, like like the phone, for example. Yeah, you know, the the computer. I don't know nothing about that computer. But when she was working, she's working on a computer every day. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's just like when she stopped working, she's like, oh, I'm not ever doing that again. Yeah, I'm good. And and so it's like it's like watching her now. It's becoming this this situation where it feels like a little bit of of parenting. Mm. You know, just just because it's like she's she's. Seeming vulnerable to me now. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas back then she was invincible. Yeah. She was larger than life.
0: You're seeing the humanity a little more.
2: Yeah, and, and, and I remember at her birthday party this year, uh I remember standing there with her and I could see the top of her head. I was like, Wait a minute. I can see the top of my mom's head. <laughs> she's shrinking. Mom's going the wrong way. <laughs> right. Wrong direction. Yeah, she's literally getting smaller. You know, and, and, and as I watch it it's like, um, you know having conversations with my sister about her and about you know things that are going on with her and mm-hmm. and um, so clearly i'm I'm having concern you know as I see other friends parents pass you know my my father passed a few years ago and that didn't affect me as much as if my mom passed sure. it's it's gonna be brutal you know it's like I, I don't even know how to prepare for that yeah you know so i'm I'm Kind of look at it now, it's like every opportunity I get, you know, I make sure I tell her I love her. Mm. Cause we, weren't, we weren't touchy-feely as a kid. Yeah, but it's you know? there more now. And then when my brother passed, all of a sudden, you know, we all hug, kiss each other, and I love you. Every phone call, you know. Yeah,
0: tragedy will do that. Yeah. Well, you're a good son. Good son. You're a good friend. I appreciate you. You're a good guest. I appreciate you doing this, Mark.
2: Thanks, man. All right. Bye-bye. It was fun.
0: Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you have not done so already, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on all the social medias and share with all of your friends. Also, if you want to shoot us a note, uh, you can email us at, don't make me come back there at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you have not done so already, please go back and listen to all the episodes we've done before. Thanks so much, everybody.